0: Christmas, everybody. Just good a couple
1: Good morning. A
0: couple days away. Can you believe
1: it? I'm super excited.
0: Big holiday. Big holiday coming up, guys. But like it the doesn't feel holiday. like Christmas. No, why not?
1: I don't know. So I was actually talking to a friend of ours in Walmart a couple days ago, and she brought up a really good point as to why it doesn't really feel like Christmas right now. Hmm. So we, as Clovis people, had a big snow... In early October. Oh, yeah. And ever since then, like, I was super excited for that big snow because I thought, to be sure, this means our winter is going to yeah. be cold. We're going to have a lot of snow. snow. Yeah. And I think we have gotten two more snows since then, but they haven't They all been...
0: happened really quickly, too, yeah. right after that first one. Yeah. Like, none of them were in December. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right.
1: And so it just doesn't, like, it feels like it's already spring or something. Yeah. Like, we should be getting feels ready like for March. Easter. Yeah. It's like
0: March weather. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. That is a bit of a bummer. But mm-hmm. it's a little better than last year. Last year, I never even had to wear a coat or a jacket. Really? Uh, yeah. It was just so warm.
1: I was actually thinking about this earlier this week, a couple days ago. I don't remember last year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was so forgetful
1: well that's the thing and it kind of scared me like it took me a good 3 hours or so to really get out of that like why can i not remember last year <laughs> what happened last cuz i've got a phenomenal memory it drives chris insane cuz i can remember details of everything but i for the life I of had me cannot my wiped. i know <laughs> What has happened?
0: Am I living in a sci-fi movie right now?
1: Was last year so horrible that I, I, I don't know. 2019 was, has been an awful year, but last year wasn't a good year. I mean, wasn't a bad year. I don't know. So I don't know why I can't remember it. Last
0: Christmas, I didn't enjoy. I even got sick of Christmas music, which has never happened in my life. And really? Yeah. This, Maybe this, that's what This it year was. feels a little bit more, like this year's been more stressful because we've had one less week of Christmas since Thanksgiving was so yes. late that we've had to cram all the stuff we normally do mm-hmm. into this week um, into this uh, shorter month I mean but I don't feel like it's been like negative in my mind this year. Last year I felt like I was just I was over Christmas long before Christmas ever came.
1: Well, but you had a reason.
0: I really didn't, because at that time we didn't, because you're talking about my dad, yeah. right? At that time, it was just the, the next time he was at the hospital. He'd been in the hospital off and on all year. We didn't think this was going to be the last time he was going to the hospital. Yeah. And I didn't know that until the day after Christmas. That's when my mom called and said, you know, you might want to come down here. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I've thought about that. And, I, yeah, I don't think that was it, because no. I don't remember... Having that feeling or anything, just oh, it was weird. It was strange.
1: Hmm. Well, apparently, 2019 or 2018, sorry, was a forgetful
0: year. Yeah, <laughs> as you said that, I'm like trying to remember anything specific about. I know the year it's, a, it's a hard to do. Did any of us live through 2018?
1: Apparently not.
0: <laughs> well, coming up on today's show: a festivist miracle, plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But of course, today is December 23rd and we have one single holiday to celebrate.
1: Uno holidayo. <laughs> today is, as Matt said, Festivus. Woohoo! Originally created by author Daniel O'Keefe, Festivus entered popular culture after it was made the focus of the 1997 Seinfeld episode, The Strike, which O'Keefe's son Dan O'Keefe co-wrote. A non-commercial holiday celebration, wait, the non-commercial holiday <laughs> celebration, as depicted on Seinfeld, occurs on December 23rd and includes a festivus dinner an unadorned aluminum festivus pole, practices such as the airing of grievances and feats of strength, and the labeling of easily explainable events as festivus miracles. <laughs> the episode refers to it as a festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> I just want to know how Megyn Kelly feels about sharing her birthday with Festivus.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Like, I feel like she's the least Festivus person ever.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're avoiding, Festivus avoids both, well, I think, I know, I'm trying to remember what the exact quote was from George Costanza. It was something like, my dad hates both the religious and commercial aspects of Christmas. And so he <laughs> celebrates Festivus.
1: Celebrates Festivus.
0: Uh, It's a great episode, guys. It really is. Uh, Festivus is not over until you pin your father in a wrestling match.
1: (laughs) You know, I think we're going to have to watch... My kids are all Uh, old enough now.
0: To watch Seinfeld?
1: So I think we're going to have to watch that episode
0: tonight. Be sure about that. Like, watch a few episodes yourself, or at least watch it first, because... Like, after we had kids, I started watching it, well, after we had Eli, anyway, I started watching it again, and I'm like, there's a lot of sexual innuendo in this show that I just didn't catch the first time.
1: There is. <laughs> there is. Like,
0: a ton of it.
1: And the Same boys... Same thing like,
0: Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. But you don't think about it in that one. But it's constant.
1: The boys catch on to things like that, right? They pick up those innuendos, Mm -hmm. and they chuckle at them, but then they move on from them. Okay,
0: they don't obsess over them?
1: They don't obsess over them. Let me tell you, though, and I'm going to have to remember exactly what I said. Oh, oh! Amanda, there we go. Okay, so (laughs) I had to replay it all in my head. Reboot, reboot. Reboot, reboot. Okay, so last Sunday, we were leaving church, and Mila tells me that I asked who her Sunday school, or who who, her children's church teacher was that day. And she said, I don't, she's a new lady. I haven't seen her before. Her last name is Cook. I think her first name was Amanda. And I was like, Amanda Cook. Amanda Cook. (laughs) Amanda Cook. And she's, Mila's the only one in the car with me. We drove separately. And she's like, Mom. That is so inappropriate. I don't need to hear that. I'm only eight years old. And I was like, <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> a man to cook. And she was like, I hear what you're saying. You can stop. <laughs> and I was like, Mila, I don't know what you think I'm meaning by cook, but I for real mean a man to cook. One day you will understand. <laughs> So she picks up on these, like, hidden innuendos, apparently, hidden that no innuendos. one even really means.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then That's I was telling Chris
1: the story, and she did. She turned bright red again, and she's like, it's not funny, guys. <laughs> it's not funny.
0: <laughs> Completely off topic, but just because it came to my head of weird things our children are saying. Right now, Jonathan has gotten obsessed with the word, but...
1: Eli went through that phase. Yeah.
0: So now Johnny just, he'll be doing nothing. He'll just be walking around playing toy just every now and then. I'll hear him go, but <laughs> Really? <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing So the other day, I'm changing his diaper. And he says, I have an owie on my butt. And so I look and there's nothing there. They go, I don't see anything. I have an owie on my butt. Well, I'm not going to kiss your butt. So I'm sorry. <laughs> we kiss butts. <laughs> Kiss my butt. Kiss my butt, Dad. <laughs> no, I'm not kissing your butt. <laughs> and so now, every time we change the diaper, he thought that was so funny. He's saying, do we kiss butts? Every time. It's adorable, and I don't want to encourage it because I know Danger doesn't like it, but I can't not laugh every single time he does it. Or just when I hear a random butt from down the hallway.
1: <laughs> I remember Eli going through that. We called it potty talk.
0: Yeah, potty talk. That potty talk He's phase. a little better about it now. <laughs> now he does it for shock value every now and then. Yeah. But he likes <laughs> matured a lot. He's
1: come a long way. Now it's Johnny that is picking up that torch for the Coker men.
0: <laughs> mm, so you ready for Christmas? Uh yeah. Yeah, got everything done, bought everything?
1: Yeah, I bought way too much stuff. Like I had a realization moment this past week. It's been a depressing year for me. Yeah. Like emotionally I've not been stable <laughs> so I bought a lot of gifts I see. Oh, like that was how I coped with my my emotions it's <laughs> no healthy. it's not good <laughs> it's not good at all not,
0: not a healthy thing I went through that too
1: that and eating that's how the, I, that's what I've done that's how
0: I collected so many uh, Funko Pop figures yeah. a few years ago <laughs> depressive spending
1: yeah exactly. it'll get you it sneaks up on you it does it does. Until your husband goes, you know how much we spent on Christmas this year? And I just kind of...
0: No. Look away. Like, I
1: don't really want to face that truth right now. <laughs> oh, all
0: right. Uh, I mean, I feel like we're still waiting on a few things to arrive. But I yeah. think we've bought everything. I have to go get a few... Very last minute, like stocking things today. Yeah. That I, it's just been. I mean, like we talked about, because of the missing week, mm-hmm. uh, because Thanksgiving was so late. It's just, it felt like this month has just cracked Flowing on by. really quick, and I've had no time to do anything. Is Every next year going to
1: be the same? Has anybody I like looked at the calendar for I don't next year yet? Think so.
0: I feel like this. I feel like this is the latest it could be. I think we even reported on that in the show one day. Did like we? this is the latest it could be. Like Thanksgiving can't be later than that, and so it'll probably reset. I would hope back to like the twenty second.
1: No, it's the twenty sixth next year.
0: Oh, that means November it's just going to go incrementally backwards. Yeah.
1: Yep, and then oi. Scroll. Oh. What? Oh. (laughs) I was looking at December, and, like, the last Thursday of December is the 30th in 2021.
0: And so I was like, that's
1: really going to (laughs) suck. Anyway, so, yeah, I think for the next few years, it's going to be kind of...
0: Bummer, dude. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, I, it's just it just feels like every single day I've had something to do. You know, I haven't had a free evening or free day mm-hmm. to go take care of the stuff I need to take care of. So I've had to do stuff like in the middle of the day have my mom come over for an hour watch the kids while I run off and do this and that. Yeah. Mm, it's been hectic.
1: It has been. I've rushed. also
0: yeah I've also noticed that. Picking up my kid from school has been a burden in December <laughs> because that's just one more thing I have to do every day. So I'm glad that he's out of school as of uh, last Friday. Yeah. Because it'll make it a little bit easier. I could even just pick up and go. We can go places now that I got two car seats in my truck. That's also been nice. Yeah. We went. We spent like a year and a half with only a car seat for Johnny and Danger's car. And so... Johnny just never went anywhere, so I never went anywhere. You know, it's nice now.
1: You were homeward bound. Yeah, always it was a bummer. Well,
0: Big is... bummer, man. Big bummer. A uh, bit of background news. How much does the Twelve Days of Christmas cost? This is something that we examine most years. Uh, if you think uh, if you think a two thousand five hundred dollar Peloton stationary bike is an expensive Christmas gift, <laughs> <laughs> then brace yourself. Buying all these gifts in the classic holiday carol, The 12 Days of Christmas, will set you back $170,298.03, according to the 2019 Christmas Price Index from PNC Financial Services Group. The bill, though, is is up a modest $67.56 from last year. Uh, The annual index calculates the tab for what would cost to buy all 364 gifts that are repeated in the verses that include all 12 drummers drumming and, of course, a partridge and a pear tree, a gift that is received on all 12 days. Partridge and pear tree are sold separately. So, yeah, this does account for it's not like you're just getting this day one, this day two, but once Mm. you get to 12, you're getting everything again and then the 12th.
1: I don't need twelve pear trees. though. <laughs> I mean,
0: don't you like pears?
1: Actually, no, I do you don't not like pears? like pears. It's so I'm not a big texture person. Okay, but it's the, it, it the texture of pears okay. that the, I just the, can't the flavor do. Flavor, you're fine with. I enjoy the flavor. Kay. Yeah, because
0: I was about to say that's that's like the base of every single fruit juice that you buy. Is it? Yeah. pear pear juice is in everything
1: I would believe that there's actually a pear flavored Red Bull that is amazing really yes weird it's not weird it's delicious it's green the can is green
0: okay 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 Mm -hmm. okay that sounds gross I'm sorry it's so good Red Bull is also disgusting just on its own (sighs) tastes like melted sweet tarts it's awful Yeah. Yeah, doesn't it? Like melted, kind of bitter, not, or, yeah, kind of bittersweet. Toast. But I kind of like it. I mean. <laughs> oh, I'm sure a lot of people do. Obviously.
1: Yeah. That's that's how it's become such a big franchise. <laughs> Just uh,
0: saying. Yep. Well, coming up next hour, we've got a lot of problems with you people. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to hear about it. But for now, it is, what was our Monday, uh, Christmas thing? Uh, Merry Monday. Merry Monday. Yeah, simple. It's Merry Monday. We're gonna. But uh, oh yeah, no, no, it's tomorrow. So today, yeah, Merry Monday. We're gonna kick off this block of music with three Christmas songs. Tomorrow's show, it's just all Christmas, all day. That's why I was thinking in my head that we were doing that today. But no, three Christmas songs kick off this break, and uh, we'll be back top of the hour. Stick around.
2: It's time for the Festivus feast of spikes. so this is your first time in the co-pilot seat sure is lots of buttons what's this flashing red light that could be the woofled out light the what the we're out of fuel and the landing gear don't work light. we're out of fuel the landing gear doesn't work what do we do well let me check the manual here If the woofledow light should come on, place both hands firmly together. Okay. uh, Fingers up. Oh, hold up. Okay. Confess all your sins to the Lord Jesus. Lord, I break the speed limit. I undertip. I kick the dog. Wait, there's a footnote. A footnote? Admitting to God you are a sinner is sufficient. Okay, I'm a sinner. I'm really a sinner. Now what? Now you need to ask Jesus to forgive you. What? Admit to God I'm a sinner and ask Jesus to forgive me? According to the Bible, that's what you need to do to go to heaven. Heaven? We're going to crash? Yep, that's what it means when the yellow light comes on. The yellow light? It's the red light flashing. The red light? Oh, that means the flight attendants are serving lunch. Oh, I don't really kick the dog.
0: Back Row Morning Show. Matt and Mo in the studio with you today on this glorious festivus. We're going to kick off the second hour of our show with five random facts.
1: Five random facts. During Prohibition, the U.S. government actually poisoned alcohol and killed as many as 10,000 people. Sheesh. And we wonder why so many people think that there's, like, conspiracies (laughs) and everything.
0: Don't trust the government. Um, It goes back to the
1: prohibition. For good reason. (laughs) Just saying. The most common day to be born in the United States is September 9th.
0: That's weird.
1: I don't know anybody born on September 9th.
0: You don't know anybody born on September 9th? I really don't. Um, but I mean, it kind of makes sense because it's the ninth month of the year. People celebrate uh. New Year's Day in the way that some do. <laughs> but you would think it would be nine months from like Valentine's Day. Or All something, y'all you know?
1: people out there, so ashamed. <laughs> Although Kara's birthday is a week after that, so. <laughs>
0: All right, Martha and David. Got nothing for you.
1: Just had a realization of what you were doing New Year's.
0: (laughs) Or maybe it might be Christmas.
1: No, I think it is New Year's.
0: Well, I mean, September's the ninth month, but, I mean, you would go through the end of that month most of the way if you started new year's right
1: okay during the next commercial break i'm counting 40 weeks past okay let's do it. september let's 9th it and i'll figure it out originally <laughs> coca-cola contained an estimated nine milligrams of cocaine per glass
2: <laughs> did
1: you know that i knew that my kids still think that there's cocaine in coca-cola i have to yeah, convince them those, there's not
0: one of those childhood
1: if there was cocaine in, in coca-cola i'd be a lot skinnier and a lot more motivated just saying.
0: She is not uh, endorsing cocaine?
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> not at all.
0: Just just for I'm the just record. I'm simply
1: saying that in my own life. <laughs>
0: Merry Christmas.
1: Jeez. <laughs> I can't believe you even had to have that disclaimer there. <laughs> Poorly wrapped gifts make people happier than perfectly wrapped ones, according to researchers at the University of Nevada. I think they're wrong.
0: No, I think they're right, and I totally understand it. What? Because I, I think I think it's an entertainment aspect. You look at a poorly wrapped gift, and you're like, "Well, look at this thing," and then you open it. It's fun. I mean, you don't look at a poorly wrapped gift and go, "Gross! I'm not even touching that." I do. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Little pretentious, Mo. Little pretentious. My and first job, addicted.
1: Like for real, for real job <laughs> was a gift wrapper at a department store. Okay, well I can
0: understand how the that holiday season. You. Yeah.
1: No, you would think that would make me like I don't care how you wrap your gifts because I had to wrap so many stinking gifts in a day's time. Oh.
0: It got no. I feel I feel like it would make you a perfectionist.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because it has. Yeah. It totally has made me a perfectionist when it comes to wrapping gifts.
0: Well, that's true. And I I think you're right that there's got to be a lot of people like you. Uh, I mean, I've told you the story of my first Christmas with the Vassars when I was dating Danger. And I wrapped my presents in uh, the comics from the newspaper.
2: Yeah. Which is cute. Yeah.
0: I thought so. And I got ridiculed by every single member of that family to the point where I refuse to wrap gifts anymore. Yeah. I don't do it. I just don't do it. I put things in bags, and that's as far as I go.
1: Yeah. So how old were you when that happened?
0: Uh, Four, no, 15. 15. Okay.
1: So we went to a Christmas party, a Christmas gathering last night for Cannon's Gym, and siblings were invited, and they did a white elephant exchange, and each kid had a number, right? Mm -hmm. Was assigned a number. They drew a number from a hat. Well, Topher drew number nine, okay? Number six comes along and he hops up and grabs his gift and opens it like super quick, super quick, opens it and looks in it. And the other little girl that had number six is like, I'm number six, I'm number six. And she's holding it up and waiting for an adult to step in. And we're like, yeah, Topher, this is a number six. And he's like, no, this is a six. He's holding up his number. And we're like, Topher, that's a nine. Clearly, it's a nine. The tail on it is straight. It's not curved like a six is curved. got know. line
0: underneath it. Guys. So,
1: like, <laughs> and then everybody's, like, kind of laughing at him. It fell on his 14th birthday. The whole oh, group is kind of chuckling. And I was like, okay, let's move on. Let's do something quick. I'm telling the little yeah. girl, it's okay. You can be number nine. You can get your gift at number nine. And I just see on his face, like, Total embarrassment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so we got home and I told Chris, I was like, I feel really bad for TOEF. And he was like, What? It's not, I was like, No, those are the things that stick with you yeah, those
2: are the things for the you rest remember. of your life. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: he is, and he's like, Well, Chris said, I'm sure nobody else remembers. Yeah, I'm sure nobody else remembers. Yeah. They're going to forget about it. But he's going to hold on to that for the rest of his life. Like, mm-hmm. it, he is going to internalize that. And, of
0: course, nobody meant any harm. It was a humorous situation. Absolutely. But yeah, that embarrassment, which is exactly what happened to me. They yep. didn't mean any harm. They were just poking fun. Exactly. Because they always take the rapping super seriously over there. Yep. And, yeah, I'm, as you are sitting that, as I said, after you asked me what age I was, I'm like, yeah. oh, gosh, that was, like, almost 20 years ago. And yeah. And I'm still holding on to that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you're That's going right. to be Topher in Twenty years. Whenever he draws a six or a nine, he's gonna like flashbacks of this day are gonna come back. Poor kid. I feel so bad for him. He's gonna
0: be a a staunch advocate for writing a line underneath the number so we know exactly what it is. He
1: really is. He really is. I I thank Cr for that in my life because I now like overanalyze every situation as to how it could affect me long term or my or my children. (laughs) <laughs> All right, last fact. All I want for Christmas is you has earned Mariah Carey more than 60 million dollars in royalties. It brings in more than 500,000 dollars in the UK alone every Christmas. And didn't we read a few weeks ago that she like wrote that in 15 minutes?
0: Yeah. Like she just, whatever. Yeah. Here we go. Crack it out in the bathroom. (laughs) Let's record this sucker. Make some money.
1: I don't. I don't know how to feel about that.
0: Bit of background news: Airport. uh, There's an airport that has built a Christmas tree out of confiscated items. An airport in Lithuania took an unusual approach to holiday decorating. When it assembled a Christmas tree out of confiscated items, Lithuanian airports said the tree at uh, Vil- Vilnius Vil-Nuis Airport uh, was assembled from prohibited items that were seized by security officers during the screening process. Photos of, of the educational masterpiece, as they called it, uh, tree show hundreds of pairs of scissors as well as knives, box cutters, lighters, and other things deemed too dangerous to allow on planes. They made a tree full of knives.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to Google it because I want to see it.
0: It must look and like. And is this. it not Vilni? It might be. I don't know. I don't know how to Vill- pronounce these Villeneuve
1: things. Vilni Airport. Well, I feel like Nye is a the
0: science guy. <laughs> Vilni, <Villeneuve, laughs> the science guy. That's Bill. That's <laughs> Bill Nye.
1: Probably William jeez anyway my internet in this building is super slow so it's not loading the Christmas tree but I really want to see it That <laughs> I also feel like that I mean obviously Lithuania is in Europe Yeah.
0: is it? I don't
1: know okay you couldn't have this Christmas tree in America
0: you don't think so? if it was like cordoned off heck no no
1: heck no I you feel would like have, have some it. moron who jumps the fence and grabs and somehow miraculously grabs every single knife in the tree <laughs> in 2 seconds and then runs and stabs 500 people <laughs> Before the cops could get there. Like, that's yeah. just what would happen.
0: I do feel like it would have to be surrounded by security guards 24-7. <laughs> it, was up here in it would
1: have to be, like, in a protective glass bubble right. of some sort. Like, you, it could not be out in the open.
0: Bulletproof glass casing.
1: Really, what we should probably do is just take a picture of it and blow it up so that everybody can see. <laughs> But in Europe, those kind of things, they're just not...
0: Nonchalant <clears throat> about it. Yeah. No, that's not true at all. Because Didn't the UK ban knives last year?
1: Well, that's the thing. Because <laughs> they think that if they allow everybody to have knives, then there's going to be this huge crime wave where people die and get hurt, even though it's never oh. happened.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's been the... That's been the the case against like gun control that we've had here this yeah. year is that look they they uh they banned knives over in the UK. Guess how many stabbings have happened since that? So many. Yeah. <laughs> Only the people who follow the law.
1: Exactly. Gave
0: up their knives.
1: <laughs> it's so true. Like Yeah. There you go. There's our first airing of grievances, <laughs> one that we didn't even plan
0: for. Yeah, it is time for the airing of grievances here on this Festivus, this fine Festivus. Uh, airing of grievances, of course, one of the central tenets of the holiday. Uh, Mo and I have come up with, uh, hopefully three. Did you Did you come up with a third one?
1: Well, listen, I came up with a third one last night as I was trying to like <laughs> remember what it was that my third one was. But it's just not as good, because I still can't remember what that third one was.
0: (laughs) All right, well, then I'll start, and maybe you'll remember our third one. We'll go back and forth here. Okay. Uh, So my first one uh, is is political in nature. Uh, I am 100% done with everything happening in Washington right now. 100% done with the congressional hearings on Donald Trump, 100% done with Trump's strange belligerent responses every day to every single thing that happens. It's just been Trump. When Trump took office and everyone said, you know, he should really stop tweeting so much and should stop tweeting everything that he thinks. There are a lot of us that defended, him like, no, let him do, you know, let him do what he wants. And then I'm looking back at these last three and a half years or however long it's been three years. Yeah, he should have stopped tweeting. Every time he tweets, we have to hear about it from the news for another week and a half. I'm just so tired of it. I can't go on Twitter anymore. Twitter's over. Twitter's done for me. If it wasn't for having to run the, the account for Back Row Radio, which still has several, several thousand followers, I wouldn't go on it ever again. Yes. I started Back Row Baptist again on Twitter. Hopeful. That we could have some fun over there. Took me, I think, two, two, three weeks, maybe. I'm like, you know what? No. We're going to keep all this on Facebook. Facebook is where we're running to now from Twitter. That used to be where we ran from Facebook. We go to Twitter to have fun because Facebook was too political and weird. They flip-flopped. Facebook's becoming more fun. Especially with the big push on groups that they've done this last year, which I think, Mm -hmm. which was their push, like their specific push at their last, whatever, quarterly meeting or whatever, yearly meeting. And uh, it worked, in my opinion. Yeah. Groups are the big thing. Yeah. I love the groups. I love our group. Um, Twitter, yeah. Twitter's done. Twitter's over. Hashtag Twitter is over party, in my mind.
1: I can get behind that.
0: That comes as a side rant. Sorry. Anyway, it's because of all of the political stuff. Can't, can't do it. It's not fun anymore. All the joy's gone. That's my first grievance.
1: That's fair. I'm behind you 100%. Okay. So, I had to message Matt yesterday in preparation for this whole airing of grievances. Oops. When he first told me we're airing grievances, I said, no, no, we're not. I'm not doing that. Sorry. Because me, personally, I have a really bad habit of getting into, like, a a gripe. negative mindset. A gripe. gripe yes. Uh, yes. Cyclone. Yes. And so I was like, great. This is exactly what I'm trying to steer away from right now.
0: We're just trying to get it all out before Christmas. That way, Christmas, <laughs> you'll just be happy.
1: Starting Christmas on a fresh foot. Okay, I get it. Um, but then I picked my kids up from school. And it was a half day. And it was my son's birthday. And I was like, "Okay, what do you guys want for lunch?" And of course, what does Topher say? <laughs> Taco Bell.
0: Everybody it is his favorite. In Mo's family, oh
1: my gosh! Except especially for, especially Topher loves Taco Bell. <laughs> especially Topher. I despise Taco Bell.
0: Like despise,
1: despise. One hundred percent despise this place. Really despise it. Listen, when I messaged Matt, I did not call it Taco Bell.
0: That's right, you didn't. (laughs) And I knew it wasn't a mistake.
1: No, I purposely said it. (laughs) Purposely said it. Um,
0: She spelled Bell with an H, (laughs) just so everybody knows.
1: Well, that's what it feels like. (laughs) So here's the thing, and it may just be our Taco Bell here in Clovis. I don't know. Topher tried to convince me of that. I really don't care to have that argument. It's all Taco Bell in my mind.
0: I've been in a lot of Taco Bells so I can tell you. Tell me what the grievance is.
1: The grievance is <laughs> that my order is never, ever, ever correct.
0: Oh, I think that's local, yeah.
1: Ever. <laughs> ever. We've even had DoorDash <clears throat> recently pick up Taco Bell as one of the restaurants that they will go mm-hmm. pick up and deliver to your home. And every single flippin' order that we have done through DoorDash has been missing every single time, every time, a Crunchwrap Supreme. At least one. <laughs> At least one. Because now not only is Taco Bell my family's favorite restaurant, but the Crunch Crunchwrap is now their favorite item. So every single person really? in my family has to get a crunch Crunchwrap. I don't know. I don't get it. What? Whatever. I don't get it either. So
0: I've had two we end up having life. like
1: six Crunchwraps in our order, and we only get two. Or we only get one. And I get furious to the point to where I've called Taco Bell multiple times and I'm like, this is the fourth time we have ordered through DoorDash for your restaurant and we still have not received every item that we ordered. And then this nice little lady said, well, ma'am, I'm sorry, but it's our job to check the order, but it's also the DoorDash employees to check it before they leave. If you would like to come... No! I would not like to come. That is why I ordered from DoorDash in the first place so that I don't have to leave my house because I'm still in my pajamas and not wearing a bra from 5 o'clock this morning. Thank you very much. (laughs) I don't want to leave my house to come get a Crunchwrap for the mistake that you made. Yesterday, we drove through the drive-thru and ended up missing two of the burritos that were supposed to be in there. So I'm sitting in my driver's seat, the kid's in the car, I'm going through it, I'm checking it, and I throw the bag at Canon because he's in the passenger seat, I said, I hate this stupid place, we are never <laughs> getting food from here again, I hope you all enjoy your last meal of Taco Bell, because I will not be buying food from here ever again. And the boys just look at each other, and they're like, let's, let's go inside and get get it fixed let's go get it straight so they walk inside they come back out I asked them did you get it fixed and they were like yeah we got it fixed I said did they say anything and Topher's like no they didn't say anything I said seriously they didn't even apologize or anything and Topher's like no mom but it's okay I promise it'll be all right
0: you know okay so I find this strange why because I have only had Positive experiences with Taco Bell for the last couple of years.
1: It's because they know I'm coming and they know I hate their restaurants. <laughs> so I
0: mean, I mean, markedly so against other fast food places, especially since the app. Like I order through the app and I customize everything. Yeah. Like annoyingly amounts yeah. of customization, annoying amounts of customization, and they have always gotten it perfect except for one time, and I went in to get it fixed, and they were. Very apologetic and gave me, like, cinnamon twists and stuff as apologies.
1: No. (laughs) And that's what I'm expecting. Like, the first maybe half a dozen times Mm -hmm. that they got our order wrong, that's how it was. It was, I'm so sorry, here's a thing of cinnamon twist. Or they give us a thing of cinnamon twist for each one of us. Now they don't give us anything. (laughs) Now they're just like, oh, my bad, we'll have that right out. No, you should have had it right out five minutes ago when I first placed the order. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and and the other thing that's great about Taco Bell here uh, they they compliment me when I go in there oh my gosh. I went into Taco Bell uh, last uh, Wednesday I think it was <laughs> uh, because the line was stupid long and I just wanted to get a, a diet Baja blast so I went inside uh, ordered the drink and the lady the girl behind the counter she's all you smell really good I'm like you know, that's an awkward thing to hear, no matter what. It's a compliment, but it's an awkward compliment. Why are I'm you like, smelling I'm me? like, mm, thank you. Uh, she goes, you, you going on a date? I'm like.
1: She oh. was hitting on right, you, oh, man. Right, no, no, I know.
0: But hold on, it gets grosser. Uh, so I'm like, uh, no, I'm just going to work. And she goes, uh, so you always smell like this? I'm like, like what? You always smell Delectable!
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: and I said, "I hope so." I guess. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> and I left. I was so weirded out. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even heard the word delectable in a few years, at least. But even when it refers to food, that's an uncomfortable word, you it's know.
1: Delectable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so now, now, <laughs> every time Deidre and I mention anything about smells, we use the word delectable. And that will be a running joke for the rest <laughs> of our lives. <laughs>
1: well, I can tell you what's not delectable, and that's Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> I wish there were more keto-esque items there, because I do miss Taco Bell food. Mm.
1: You just gotta get steak.
0: It's like yeah, it's just like you get a power bowl where you take half the ingredients out, and that's about it. Well, you but
1: can get. I used to like that. That was the one time that I actually did like Taco Bell.
0: Yeah, when you were doing the.
1: Because I would get the steak with the nacho cheese and sour cream, and then guacamole.
0: See, I don't like those last two things, but I do like their pico stuff. So yeah. if I, I could get the steak with the cheese and the pico.
1: Yeah, but it's got tomatoes in it.
0: It's okay. The to- you don't, it's not a lot. You know? Fine. Not a lot of tomatoes. It's just a little. It's a sprinkling Whatever. of tomatoes. <laughs> all right. Next grievance. We're taking a long time. Taco Bell took a long time.
1: <laughs> well, that's because you argued with me about how it's not that bad when really it sucks.
0: My next grievance is something that you all know I hate from this entire last half of the year. And that is Apple's app development.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, I'm saying
0: it. I'm saying it. They stink. They're the worst. We have, I put in, I I checked, I checked on my phone how many builds I had of that app. How many corrections and fixes and, and updates and trying to make it prettier and better that they would approve it. There were 48 different builds of that app I had on my phone to test out. And I kept doing it until it was to the point where there was no way I could make it any better. It did everything our previous app did. All that. Apple's like, nah. Doesn't meet our standards. Can you, can you tell me what I need to do to fix it? Nope. Not our policy. You can read this handbook. It's got guidelines. Okay. Read the handbook. I'm in all of these guidelines. Hey, I'm in all these guidelines. <laughs> Can you tell me maybe what guideline I'm breaking? Nope. Not our policy. Okay. Can I appeal this decision? Sure. Appeal it. Said, we'll get back to you in between uh, 10 days and two weeks. Okay. Month and a half goes by. Hello? <laughs> Nothing. No response. So the conspiracy theory is, because apparently this is happening to a few different uh, radio apps that have tried to make new apps and submit them. And uh, the conspiracy is, because Apple's big push this year is their Apple Music, they got rid of iTunes, they're focusing on Apple Music now. They think that uh, single source radio stations are not being approved for their app store specifically so they don't take away traffic from the Apple Music thing. And the reason that's a conspiracy is because they've been caught doing that kind of thing every time they release a specific new uh, item that does something, specific new app that does something. Uh, they've, like, blocked Google from uh, submitting their version to their app store and, and stuff like that in the past, so... Can't say for for certain that that's the reason, but I can say the Android store had no problem with even my first version of the app, let alone my forty eighth version. So that's why we had to ban abandon it altogether.
1: It's made you a better app builder.
2: Matthew. It did, yeah,
0: sure. I mean, it did. It did a lot of. It 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 did help me learn some coding, and it helped me learn how to make this really beautiful and. And everything and, and work really really well but there was no payoff for it because it was still denied for the who knows reason yeah that they just won't tell you which well, is stupid
1: I mean it's fair
0: I mean you know why you didn't approve it just tell me why let me fix it no can't do that can't tell you you gotta guess I, mean, I I don't understand why that's...
1: See, and what, what I see is that they've given you freedom to come about your own conclusions mm-hmm. and then spread that word. And if they ever get mad at you for saying something that was false, and I'm air quoting <laughs> false, you can say, and you have the email to oh, yeah. back you up, you I can know. say, I asked repeatedly for reasons and you refused to give them to me. So I came to my own conclusions and this is what I got.
0: But I will say, I do like that we've appified the website because it's so much easier to update and change things.
1: We are both nodding.
0: So I like that. Apparently and apparently that's a big thing. Like a lot of people are like when I when I posted that we were doing that instead I had quite a few responses saying, good, we need to stop letting, they were referring to all app stores, stop letting them have control over what we can and cannot have on our phone. Because, yeah, I mean, Android, they typically just scan for viruses and stuff to make sure it's not going to destroy your phone, which is bare minimum. But Apple is just almost snooty about what they'll allow in their store. We need our users to have a unique experience on our phones. <laughs>
1: Apple like, is the government. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh.
1: All right. Are we ready for my second grievance? Let's do it. I made a Facebook post about this a few weeks ago, and I got no response out of it. So I'm going to grieve it here. And you're not going to be able to follow me for even a second.
0: Okay.
1: NFL refs and their lack of accountability. I'm going to let everybody just take a minute and go, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yes. All of our football listeners out there, it is like weekly, multi-times, multi, multiple times a week, (laughs) multi-times a week, that I'm watching a football game, and it doesn't matter who's playing, the refs always choose the team that they want to win. Always. And it's very clear in the calls that they make. Their calls are always biased in one way or the other. And being a Ravens fan, it is never my team (laughs) that they are biased towards. They are always biased against us in every way, shape, and form. And so I asked Chris, you know, when a player does something that's illegal or causes harm to someone else, they have to pay.
2: Yeah, They're fined
1: for that action, and they have to pay. Sometimes if it's big enough, the team has to pay. The franchise has to pay. Okay? When there was the big fight between the Browns and the Steelers, which – Both of those teams are in our division. And so Chris and I were like, yes, keep fighting. Because maybe (laughs) they'll eject both teams for the rest of the season. And we won't even have to worry about them anymore. Um, When they fought out on the field, both teams ended up having to pay a certain fine. One Mm. team more than the other. But the teams themselves had to pay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When refs make poor calls, calls that are not reflective of the play, calls that, and I understand it when you're out there on the field, you think that you see something and it really wasn't actually what you saw, you think something happens the way that you thought it did, but then you go back and you watch the replay and it's clear it didn't happen the way that you made the call, okay? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: There should be accountability there. You should have to sit out for a game. You should lose X amount of dollars on your paycheck for making a wrongful call, a call that could very well cost the team their game. With every wrongful call that you make, you're pushing, you're giving the other team an advantage. You're getting them closer to their goal line, whatever it is, and you're causing the other team to essentially lose the game. All because you are wrongfully making calls, but there is no accountability for the so refs.
0: By wrongful None call, you mean at like all. a maliciously wrongful call, right? Because so I feel like that would be the, the problem is that, like you said, when you're on the field, sometimes you think you see something that you didn't really see, but it is your job to make that call. And if you think you saw it, then you don't see that as a wrongful call, you think it's the right call should he then still be fined because he was wrong? Cuz if that's the point if if you can't be wrong, who would want to be a ref if you're going to Okay, lose so money? here's the thing. Okay.
1: All calls, like all um scoring plays are reviewable. So every time a touchdown is made, they review it before okay. they give that team the points for the touchdown okay they'll celebrate and they'll do the whole touchdown dance, dance blah 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 but they're reviewing that play to make sure
0: and there and we have seen many plays where they reversed it after exactly the celebration make sure feet happens. were yeah. in
1: yeah feet were in line <coughs> ball was in control you know all kinds of things
0: did that sure. happen in a super bowl recently too i feel like
1: it's a good possibility yeah.
0: all right sorry
1: yeah. um so all those plays are reviewable okay now a coach has the right to if a if a call is made the coach has the right to um call a timeout and ask them to review that call. Yeah. Okay. 9 times out of 10 when that happens and at this point everybody who's watching the game at home, everybody who sees the play-by-play and the playbacks, we're all like, "Yes, that is you need to review right, that. Right. The call was garbage." garbage. Um <laughs> Nine times out of ten, they don't reverse that call. Hmm. And it's those calls that I think some higher up in the NFL needs to be able to review every single call that refs make and be like, listen, that was a shoddy call.
0: And see, I think that would require someone who is, uh, I don't even know what the term would be, nonpartisan. Exactly. But I don't know if that's possible.
1: Unbiased.
0: Yeah, unbiased. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> an unbiased uh, reviewer, but I don't know if that's possible.
1: It's probably not, but there <laughs> needs to be that level of integrity. You're if you're right, going yeah. to be a ref with mm-hmm. the NFL and you're refing all games, not just one team's games, mm-hmm. you need to take a uh, unbiased stance and not choose one versus the other.
0: And Sorry see, if your team think, sucks
1: this year yeah. and isn't winning.
0: I think it would have to be someone who doesn't like football. Like me. I'd be a good unbiased ref or sure. whatever, reviewer because I don't care. I yeah. don't care who wins. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I don't, it wasn't last year. I think it was a few years ago, a Super Bowl that we watched. That's typically the only game I watch every year. We do it at the church. But I remember one Super Bowl. I had no horse in the fight. Yeah. But it was clear to me, that the refs were biased in this game. Right? And I'm going like, for the wait, stupid Patriots. Wait, wait, wait. They, they, they did that same thing yeah. last quarter, and they didn't get a flag. See? what What's going on here?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: It happens all... So our coach, <laughs> this is my personal opinion because he hasn't come out on record or anything and said it, but our coach, John Harbaugh, I'm pretty sure that when those calls are made against us mm-hmm. he no longer um what's the word i'm looking for challenges them mm. he doesn't we're chris and i are always screaming "Harball, challenge that challenge that he no longer does it right he no longer challenges it and i think that it's because he knows they're out to matter. get us yeah it doesn't matter it, it don't matter no i uh, i'm gonna end up getting t- our um Charged for a timeout, I'm going to end up losing one of my timeouts, all for something that doesn't even matter. Screw it. We'll still win the game, which we have this season. (laughs) Been amazing at doing. Even in the face of those stupid
0: refs. (laughs) Stupid. All right. Do you have a third one, or is this going to be my last No, I have a third one. Okay. All right. So my last one, I'll I'll be quick, and it's more about me. You know, we talk about our presence on social, social media, And how we tend to whitewash, uh, you know, our lives to where other people see our lives. And they're like, gosh, their life is just perfect. Why isn't my life that way? And then we complain about people who just get on Facebook and gripe and groan. And every problem that they have is listed on there. And they air their grievances every single day. (laughs) And so I'm like, I'm intentionally trying to, you know, be balanced. Show that there are some great things going on in my life, and there's some things that are crummy, and the problem is it doesn't come out that way in my mind. I see them as instead of it being an overarching uh, recap of my life that like balances out, I see it as individual posts. So if I post something good, I think people respond, "Oh, well look how great they're doing. Look at their their life." And then <laughs> I post something bad. And they're like, geez, this guy complains all the time. I feel like I'm getting criticized for both. And it's probably mostly in my head. But I, I just feel like it's impossible to balance that correctly.
1: It, It is. There's
0: no real way to do it unless you post a single post with good things and bad things going on in your life. But then you would be a weirdo. You know what I mean? Here are the good things that happened to me today. Here are the bad things. Life's not perfect. Bye. But... <laughs> It, I mean, so that's my grievance is how difficult it is to balance, balance reality with complaining or whitewashing on social media. Much harder than I thought it would be when I used to complain about those things.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this year in particular, I've been the negative Nancy. And so 2020 is my year to not be the negative Nancy. 2020 yeah. is my new focus year. Just saying. All
2: right,
0: all
1: right. But it is difficult.
2: Yeah.
0: <coughs>
1: all right. So my third one, oddly enough, also is about social media. Okay. But I'm about to be negative Nancy.
0: <laughs> Get it out. Get it out before the year starts.
1: You know how you hate those, um, like, the essentially the chain mail things that are like, if you don't share this, then you don't love God.
0: Oh, like the chain letter things. Yes, chain mail is the
1: oh, that's the what stuff soldiers you wear. Under wear. Oh, armor yeah. and stuff. Okay, <laughs> the chain letters. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Things that used to be used to be letters, and they became emails, and now they're like Facebook messages and
1: Post, you know, posts. Posts. Oh
0: gosh, my mom sends me a thousand. Of these things every day.
1: They're so frustrating. They're like
0: the, here's a hug. Here's a virtual hug. Now send it to 10 more people, including me. And I'm like, I ain't sending this to anybody.
1: It's, yeah. <laughs> it's I ain't even sending it to you, mom. I
0: know. <laughs> I, I put a little thumbs up.
1: <laughs> so uh, I feel like it's taken a slight turn, okay? okay? And I've noticed in just the last few weeks, there is... There are a couple of pages on Facebook who, I, it, I guess it's a post. It's not a meme. I don't know what you call it. But anyway, they have a post that ends up getting shared and shared and shared. It goes viral, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: A friend of ours shared one that said, God said, God said, that, those are the first two words. Okay. God said, this year I made you strong. Next year, I'm going to make you happy. So I looked at that and I said, no, he didn't. God did not say none of that.
0: I'm going to need a chapter and verse,
1: please. So, I, the the friend that posted this is a good childhood friend of Chris's. And so, I just threw my phone over at Chris and he picks it up and looks at it. And he's like, huh, where did God say that exactly? <laughs> And so for whatever reason, I'm noticing more and more and more people are sharing things like this, where it starts, God said, and then something that clearly God never said. It's some prosperity gospel, make you feel good kind of thing. Nonsense. Yeah. And I'm like, God did not say any of this. None of it. Zero. (laughs) But you can't go on your friend's post and be like, wrong.
0: I feel like you can't. I feel like I totally would have posted, can I get a chapter and verse on that? <laughs> gonna need some evidence here. Gonna I need mean, some I mean we have a whole evidence. a whole
1: book <laughs> of things that God did say. Right.
0: In fact, the whole book is the word of God. I mean, it's 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 a living breathing document.
1: Yep.
2: And
1: but nowhere in it did he say, "You know what? This, this year, year I, made I made you strong. strong. Next, next year, year I'm going to make you happy." You happy. No. No, my friend.
2: (laughs) False.
1: (laughs) So that has been my third grievance. I hate, you hate the whole like balancing between negative and positivity and whatever. I hate scrolling on Facebook and not knowing whether or not I should call my friends out on their wrongful teaching bad
0: theology
1: exactly (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) all right well this segment has gone on pretty long uh i thought three would be short goodness all right i told you (laughs) when we come back mo and i go head to head in the feats of strength but for now let's take a music break it is merry monday we're gonna probably only have time for three christmas songs and then we'll be back stick around Uh,
2: it's time with the Festivus Feats of strength.
0: Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on this glorious Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Uh, we got a few Back Row news articles for you. First, uh, this bicyclist rode for nine hours to create a reindeer image. British cyclist Anthony Hoyts, I think that's how you pronounce that. Does that seem right to you, Hoyt's? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Christmas-inspired bike rides have become notorious. Every December, Hoyt uses his Strava Fitness Tracker's GPS to map out an impressively detailed shape on the roads that are inevitably holiday-themed. In the past, Hoyt has pedaled his bike to create a snowman and Santa. On this year's nine-hour ride, with 3,500 feet of elevation gain, Hoyt followed a complicated 79-mile route no, to create a reindeer on the streets just northwest of London. That's something. Okay, then. <laughs> That's a thing that happened.
1: Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know what's... More concerning, that one or this one, 141-year-old one hundred and forty-one fruitcake is a Michigan family's heirloom. <laughs> Just let that sink in. 141-year-old fruitcake.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Some families pass down jewelry, watches, or even recipes, but a Michigan family has its own heirloom. A 141-year-old fruitcake. It's a great thing, says Julie Ruttinger. Yeah the great-great-granddaughter of Ford. Fidelia. Fidelia Ford, who baked the cake in 1878. The cake was initially preserved to honor Ford. She established a tradition of baking the cake and letting it age for a year before serving it during holiday seasons. However, Ford died at 65 before her 1878 cake could be eaten. Until his 2013 death, the cake was in the care of Rudinger's father, Morgan Ford, who was Fidelia Ford's great-grandson. He had stored it in an antique glass dish on the top shelf of a china cabinet in his tukumash?
0: Tukumash. Tuk- 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 uh, I don't know.
1: Okay. Home. <laughs> uh, which is where it remains today. Yeesh. I feel, doesn't it smell?
0: Maybe not. I don't know.
1: Doesn't it mold?
0: Maybe not. I don't know. I'm sitting thing, thinking, aren't all fruitcakes over 100 years old? Nobody eats them.
1: They just send <laughs> just them keep, back to the distributor.
0: and I think they just keep re-gifting them. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, I'm giving this fruitcake to someone else. Yeah. Who knows how old that fruitcake is that you're eating. Uh, yeah, Nobody's right. eating it. That's what I was just saying. Uh, an Irish school is ditching homework for a month. An elementary school in Ireland has decided to do something radical, ditch all homework for the month of December, and assign kids acts of kindness instead. What? In the weeks leading up to the holidays, kids at uh, school I can't even pronounce this. Uh, <laughs> can you pronounce... and I'm going to get Kitty. I've <laughs> been given a kindness task for each weekday. Mondays, they are asked to reach out to and communicate with an elderly person. Tuesdays, they have to make a family member's life easier by taking over a chore or helping out without being asked. Wednesdays are for random acts of kindness of any kind, and Thursdays are for doing something kind for themselves to take care of their own mental and emotional well-being. Students are asked to keep track of their kind deeds in a kindness diary, so they've been doing this up until all month long. So, I'm, I I'm gonna
1: love this. Yeah, I,
0: I I think that's a fantastic idea.
1: I am passing it along to the forces that be, the powers that be of Clovis <laughs> Municipal Schools, and I, if I have any pull whatsoever <laughs> with those people, maybe they'll do it next year. That is so cool. <laughs>
0: Just a month of being kind. I like that a lot. Yeah. Like it a lot. Like it a lot. All right, everybody. It is Festivus. We had our airing of grievances, and now it is time for the feats of strength. And today we're going to be testing our relationship strength. Oh, Mo and I have been a ministry team for over four years now, and we think we know each other pretty well. So today we're going to use our Judge Not, Object the Halls game cards, whoop, the whoop. Christmas edition of Judge Not. Uh, To make our own one-on-one game, I will ask Mo to answer five cards on a piece of paper. Uh, I lost my place. (laughs) There it is. Deciding which one of us is most likely to be guilty of the offense listed on the card. And then I will take a stab at guessing what her answers were. So this is similar in working to like the the Newlywed Game or the Best Friends Game. We played the Best Friends Game on the YouTube show that we did for a while.
1: Gosh, it was awesome. That was a
0: good episode. Um and then we'll switch it around. I'll answer and she'll guess. Whoever gets the most correct wins. Alright? Okay. Alright. So I got a small stack here.
1: Okie dokie artichoki. Grab on
0: your old sheets of paper there Kay. to write on. Do you have a pen over there?
1: Nope. Use mm, a pen. I do not.
0: What almost went in your coffee. You know? Okay. <laughs> All right, I will move my computer so I can't see what you're writing.
1: Hold on, so I need you to, like, explain it to me one more time. I am writing. I'm gonna, what am I'm I'm gonna, I writing? Re- I'm
0: going to read you the charges, the, the offense cards, uh, number number one through five, okay. just so you have it. I'll read you the offense cards, and you're going to answer between the two of us who is most likely to Whether be... Whether it
1: was you or me. Yeah.
0: I got to it. be guilty of this I got offense. It. All right. Itch in my back. Here we go. Number one. Who's most likely to accidentally insult someone by gifting them a diet cookbook or gym membership? Okay. That's question number one. Question number two. Whose family Christmas card photo is going to have a crying kid in it? Okay. They're all being drawn randomly. Number three. Who's putting up their Christmas tree right after Thanksgiving dinner? Number four, who's bringing their new boyfriend or girlfriend to their family's Christmas dinner as a surprise? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which is even weirder when we're both married. (laughs) And lastly, who's going to be the first person to bring up politics at Christmas dinner? (laughs) <laughs>
1: that one is worse than the boyfriend or girlfriend <laughs> um okay
0: all right okay i'm gonna guess here you uh i guess put a check mark next to the ones i get okay, right and then i'll it. take that paper from you all right the first question was who's most likely to accidentally insult someone by gifting them a diet cookbook or gym membership i am gonna say that you picked yourself i did All right. One right. Ding,
1: ding, ding, ding. Just because I usually insult people.
0: (laughs) Accidentally. (laughs) All right. Second one was whose family Christmas card photo is going to have a crying kid in it? This one's a bit tougher. My kids are young, but your kids are emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? Am I wrong?
1: I only have one emotional child.
0: Well, all right. Um shoot i'm gonna say you picked me i did all right all right <laughs> number three who's putting up their christmas tree right after thanksgiving dinner i'm pretty sure that's me too
1: actually i said me
0: you said you really so
1: even before my whole like i've i've
0: come, oh but you were just you were chopping at the bit right after Thanksgiving. yeah and put it up
1: it was okay. always my <laughs> my standard you wait until after thanksgiving dinner
0: All right, all right.
1: See, and I also said me, because you're always at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, well, not recently. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind.
0: Yeah. It's the
1: Vassar's tradition to put up their tree. And (laughs) y'all are always there for 15,000 hours putting up their tree.
0: (laughs) That's true. Uh, All right. Number four, who's bringing their new boyfriend or girlfriend to their family's Christmas dinner as a surprise? I mean, personally, I feel like I would have done that. You know, dating. If I had dated started dating Daedra as a college student or something, I totally would have just brought her back home. No big deal. Yeah, but you also <laughs> have that kind of mentality. I think. Shoot, I'm gonna guess you said me.
1: I did say yes, yes. and it's the Taco Bell girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question I asked you. Who's going to be the first person to bring up politics at Christmas dinner and look like this was the hardest one you had to think of? because I would guess you say me because I don't ever really hear you talking about politics. Did you say me?
1: I said myself. Really? Because I'm more, or what is it? What is the word that I'm looking for? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Confrontational. Thank you. Ah.
1: I'm more confrontational than you are. That's so. True. If anybody's gonna get into a debate, that's true. It would be even, me.
0: I hardly even talk. That's the thing. <laughs> At the dinner. You're right.
1: It may not necessarily be about politics, but <laughs> if anybody's gonna debate,
0: all right. So how many did I get right? Three. Three, three okay. out of five. So you gotta beat three. All right. I got my numbers numbered. You can shuffle that up and pick it from anywhere.
1: Harder <clears throat> to shuffle with a small deck yeah then it is a a larger deck, okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Number one, who's going to give someone's family a puppy without discussing it with the parents?
0: Oh gosh, okay. Uh, all right.
1: Number two, who has decorated their toilet for Christmas?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Number three, who's going to sing along poorly to every Christmas song on the radio? (laughs) Number four, who's more excited about the dog show than the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade?
0: This is going interestingly. All right.
1: And number five. Who's boring everyone about the existence of a mysterious chemical called tryptoban in Turkey as if it were new information?
0: (laughs) Okay, I got my answers.
1: All right. Ready? Number one. (laughs) Am I rereading them again? Yeah,
0: reread them. Who's
1: going to give someone's family a puppy without discussing it with the parents? You said me. I did. (laughs) <laughs> I totally would do it too
0: your
1: kid wants a puppy I'm getting your kid a puppy I don't care what you say uh, number two who has decorated their toilet for Christmas again that is me absolutely <laughs> 100% I have a Christmas tree on top of my toilet
2: <laughs> I mean, that,
0: I mean I know the tree isn't technically a religious symbol but it feels sacrilegious
1: Oh, on my toilet?
0: Yes. <laughs> not just for the fact that it's on a toilet, but you have three men in your home. And when, when that as there's when men, therapy, yeah, when men there's... go, little flecks go everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you need to disinfect that tree before you put it away.
2: Well, that's why <laughs> it
1: is one that is made of. Like, I don't know what that material is. It's not an actual Christmas tree. It's a decorative... Yeah. metal tree. So it can be wiped down and Lysol and everything. Because anyway. it needs to be. Um, who's going to sing along poorly to every Christmas song on the radio? I feel like because you have such a big head about your singing ability, you said me.
0: Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an amazing singer. And it's only because of the word poorly in there that I chose you. So. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Rude. Hey,
0: you've already tied me. <laughs>
1: Ugh. Um, all right, let's see if I can Wallop me. Yep. <laughs> Who's more excited about the dog show than the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? So here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that this is true, but you live for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I do. You have a cereal that you eat. I used to. With the Thanksgiving Day. They don't Day make it parade.
0: early enough anymore. Not fair.
1: Listen, that was true friendship when I went out searching for the <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch Christmas Crunch for you. I appreciate it. Um, so I'm gonna say you said me. I did. Yeah.
0: Also, I despise the dog show, no. and you at least like dogs.
1: That's up for debate these days.
0: <laughs> Our dogs are really getting on my nerves. They really are. <laughs> Um, We already won, but let's see if you get a landslide here.
1: Who's boring everybody about the existence of a mysterious chemical called tryptovan in Turkey as if it were new information? Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're ready to accept this or not, Mm -hmm. but it's you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I realized that (laughs) after the last time we played this game and that card got asked and everybody, including my wife, voted for me. I'm like, really? I'm, the, I'm that guy. I didn't think I was that guy when I wrote this question, but I guess I'm that guy.
1: Ugh. Hey, I know oh, you better than you know me. Yeah,
0: you, are, you are the better friend and you have won the feats of strength. And that yes. means you get to take home the Festivus pole. I don't know. Yay! We have, we have no prize. Fine,
2: whatever. All right, stick around. We'll be back soon to it's close out the show. the Festivus Feet of oh, no. Don't I, 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 I haven't
0: back to the back row morning show as we close out the show for this grand festivist day uh, we got your Bible verse and thought for the day Bible verse for the day is Luke 2, 11 through 14, today in the town of David a savior has been born to you he is the Messiah, the Lord, this will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes, cloths, and lying in a manger, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests
1: And our thought for the day comes from Greg Laurie. The birth of Jesus was so there would be the death of Jesus. The incarnation was for the purpose of the atonement. He was born to die that we might live.
0: Thank you for joining us today here on the Back Row Morning Show. We are here usually Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern to 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. Uh, Of course, we will only have one more show. This week, tomorrow, we'll do our Christmas Eve show. Uh, No show on Christmas, and we're also going to take a break for the day after, so the rest of the week. It's just going to be music. Uh, Yeah, podcast. there we (laughs) go. Our podcast is available (laughs) in the afternoons. Um, We we give you little clips from our shows uh, on our podcast feed, but if you want the full shows, you can sign up for that uh, exclusive podcast feed over at patreon.com slash backrowradio by donating as little as $1 a month to our ministry.
1: Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Backrow Radio and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, the Backrow Baptist Church, by going to com. <laughs> uh, again,
0: if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Backrow Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash Radio. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Backrow radio. Uh, reminder our apps are no longer working. So if you have one of our previous apps downloaded on your phone, get rid of it. We have Appified the website. You can go to backrowradio.com on your phone's browser, and there should be like a little settings button somewhere in the top corner. Click that, and you should have the option Add to Home Screen, and that will give you the app experience right there from your home screen on our website. Uh, we're excited about it. It's fun. Also, uh, go to backrowradio.com Anywhere, phone or not And vote In the back row fees. It is the first annual Do it. <laughs> First annual award show That's coming up next week uh, During the morning show time On uh, the 30th and the 31st We're going to be awarding 13 Back row fees for songs of the year So they're all voted on by you So we have two different polls. We have the mainstream poll and we have a specific indie music poll as well. Go to uh, backgrowradio.com. You'll find the links to both of those. Vote. Get your vote on. Let us know what the best songs of 2019 were. That is it for the show. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you will too. Mo, what's the final word?
1: Happy Merry Monday.
0: (laughs) If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. Wrapping presents.